0: You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of The Hungry Soul. Today, we've got episode 78. Now, this is something that, oh, I hear so many women struggle with, I struggle with this issue myself for such a long time. It's something that gets spoken about a lot within my community with the women that I speak to on a daily basis. We're talking all about body image. So a few days ago, I was over in our Facebook group, The Soul Fed Woman, The Movement. Go and check it out if you haven't already joined. And we did a little mini workshop all around the five ways that you can start improving body image because... Here's the thing, okay, here's a bit of a truth bomb. So many women go on diets, and men as well, but we're just speaking to us women or people that identify with being a woman. We do it because we believe that if we drop 10 pounds or two dress sizes, or we become the size that we want to be in our heads, we do it because we think it's going to make us feel more confident and actually improve the way that we feel about our body, okay? And This is something that I chased for like 14 years. I chased this belief that slimness would make me happy, that losing weight would make me feel more confident, that manipulating the size and shape of my body through food control, restriction, dieting and exercise addiction at some points, that that would make me just feel generally more comfortable in my skin. Now, the problem with this is... It's not true. Like, there's the, and we actually get, we're going to delve into this in the workshop in a second, into this um, this particular episode. So, I just want to invite you to be really open to what we spoke about um, a few days ago, which is now here for you to listen to as well. Because I'm on a mission to free a million women, just like yourself, from food obsession, from hating on their bodies, and from dieting by 2025. And this is going to start by having really honest, truthful, open, raw, real conversations around what it actually takes to find our freedom, because it's not just about freeing ourselves from feeling guilty about eating chocolate or feeling guilty by eating a piece of cake. It's more than that. It's about freeing ourselves from all these stories and the beliefs and a lot of the bullshit beliefs that we've kind of adopted through no fault of our own, but through social conditioning around body image. So this was a really interesting conversation. There was loads of engagement, loads of conversations kind of backwards and forth. You hear me referencing comments that I made at the time. Um, and as always, you know, I, I value what you think as well. So if you're listening to this at the moment on SoundCloud, you can pop a comment below, you can, you know, share any insights that you have. And if you are listening of, uh, over on iTunes, then do feel free to leave us a review because the more people that hear about the show, the more women that we can get in front of in terms of this message and actually helping women start supporting each other. Okay, So um, make yourself comfortable. It's quite a long episode. I think it's about an hour or so, but it's got some very useful, practical and insightful things as to how you can start strengthening your body image without going on a diet. And for any of you who listen to this and think, oh my gosh, I need some more help and support with this, I've totally got you covered. We are starting the Food Freedom Masterclass on January the 21st, so depending on when you're listening to this, go and get yourself over and have a little look and see if it calls you to come and join us as well. You can find all the information at foodfreedommasterclass, or one word, And as I've said, we start in like a week from now, so if you want to join me, hurry up, don't wait, here you go. How are we all? Happy Sunday. I hope you've had a good day. I've just spent two hours, for those of you that saw me posting the group, on a birthday party between four and six this evening, surrounded by screaming children in a play centre. Ugh, oh, I have got a headache. But I'm here because I want to have a talk about body body image and all that kind of stuff. Let me know who's here. I can see some of you are jumping on. So let me know who's watching. It's so funny, whenever we do these... Um, facebook lives i can see it's like one two three four five it's like the numbers are going up but i don't know who's here so say hello and then i can say hello back right then should we make a start so everyone welcome to another little mini workshop one of our self fed women live conversations here in this space of ours and today or tonight we're going to be talking about body image and specifically um, I want to share with you five ways that you can actually start improving body image now and not through losing weight and not through trying really hard and not through dieting it's a completely different approach. So um, I don't need to introduce myself because you all know who I am. And I'm also guessing that a lot of you here do struggle with body image because this is what we talk about. We talk about food and we talk about, you know, struggles around food like binging and overeating and food obsession. And we talk about um, how we don't feel good enough really until we start to slim down. So this whole conversation around diet culture and around all that kind of stuff. Hey Nairis, Mary, everyone's hopping on now. Brilliant. So I want to share a few things that can make a massive difference because the first thing that I just want to say, and actually the reason why I picked this topic today, is because every single person that puts themselves on a diet, they do it for so many reasons because it's often very personal to that individual, but arguably the reason is because they want to lose weight. And the destination or rather the goal of losing weight is that they then believe something to be true and usually when I talk to women about this they tend to say things like well if I were 10 pound lighter I'd feel more confident or if I was like two dress sizes smaller I'd just like myself I'd feel more comfortable in my body I'd feel more content in my own skin I'd feel more happy in my own skin so there's a lot of kind of There's a lot of beliefs that are interwoven around weight loss, and I'm not going to go into any of this today because we've spoken about this quite a lot already, and there are some more um, workshops that are planned over the next few weeks and the next few months specifically around dieting and diet culture, but this is where body image is all interwoven in this topic, and this is why I want to speak about it today because it's really important. Now, the majority of you that are here and maybe you've joined some of these workshops before, maybe you've um, joined some of my programs, maybe you've, you're you listening right now on the podcast, because this goes out on the podcast as well on The Hungry Soul. Maybe you have already heard me talking about how to heal our food stuff. So I've spoken about the Food Freedom Masterclass and, and how to stop binging and how to take your control back around food, not in a restrictive, obsessive way, but in an empowering way where food doesn't control you anymore. Now, the thing that I just want to make super, super clear is, yes, a lot of the work that I do and a lot of the conversations that I have here with you guys, I do talk a lot about food. And actually, um, and you're going to start noticing, there's going to be a big shift, not a big shift, but we need to start talking more about the body stuff because it's all very well and good healing our relationship with food. So yes, let's address binging, let's address overeating, let's address um, emotional eating, let's address food cravings, because for a lot of women, that is the problem that they think that they have. But there's a disservice if we don't start speaking about the body image stuff as well, because actually these two things are on parallel. And in all of the programs, or rather the big program that I have in the Food Freedom Masterclass, and certainly in any of my one-to-one client coaching, mentoring sessions, we always run these two topics parallel because anybody that struggles with the food stuff, they are usually dieters or they're people that are weight conscious or they're people that have got body insecurities and therefore they are down that path of restriction or controlling or trying to be good. Um, I'm sure you've heard me talk about labels and following the rules, whether that's a conventional diet or otherwise. So when we start to work on the food stuff and we start to work towards that place of food neutrality where we take the labels away and we start taking the rules away and we start to step into that place of empowerment, which is a, which one of my all-time favorite words, like a woman that is in her power is, is a force to be reckoned with. But when we get ourselves to that place, if for that individual, There's still that inner dialogue of, but I don't like my body. I still wish I was slimmer. I think I'd still feel better about myself if I were a little bit smaller. Um, I really wish that my tummy wasn't this size. I really don't like the size of my thighs. So you can see how these two things, they feed off each other. So yes, we can focus on the food stuff as we do a lot here in our space. And certainly in a lot of the work that I do. But we also do need to start addressing the, the body stuff as well which is why this is what we're talking about. So how can we start improving body image? Now, it probably goes without saying, and I feel like this is almost me putting out some kind of disclaimer, this isn't a quick fix, because for the majority of women that are here watching or listening, the chances are that you've had body insecurities for X amount of years. It's unlikely to be, it was just for like the last two months or so. I don't really like myself. It's more likely to be, well, actually, it's the last two decades, or since I was, you know, since I hit puberty, or since I was six years old and I remember going swimming and someone commented on my tummy. Like, for the majority of women, it's been quite a while. So, it isn't a quick fix. However, and I always say this, that doesn't mean that it needs to take another two decades for you to get to that place of going, I actually like who I am. Okay. So, I just want to mention that. Having said that, however, these are things I'm gonna share with you now, which if you just take them on board, and maybe you sit with them for a little while, or you just throw yourself straight in, which is often the best way, don't overthink it, just go on ahead and do it, they will make a massive difference. And for any of you that have heard me talking about the food stuff before, and I've probably already suggested, or maybe you've heard me say this, take the labels away, start to decategorise food, you know, start taking those rules away. Um, start giving yourself permission to eat perceived bad foods and wrong foods and unhealthy foods walk away from diet culture you know that the core foundation of the work that I do and such as the food freedom masterclass which I'm going to speak about in um, in a little while it's about helping women actually break free from dieting because when we do that the food stuff starts to become quite easy because we don't have rules to follow And once we don't have the rules to follow and we're working on our own inner wisdom, connecting to our body wisdom, food starts to become easy. So that bit actually isn't that difficult. I I tend to notice with the work that I do, particularly with the the mentoring, so I get to know women really well when we we work on a one-to-one basis. The food stuff for most women isn't actually that difficult. It's not that hard to break diet rules. It's not that hard to go, I'm not going to go back to Weight Watchers or I'm not going to count sins or points or calories anymore whilst you're giving yourself permission and you're exploring foods that you desire and that you know that satisfy you and you're starting to slowly 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 trust yourself that bit's often not challenging i tend to see the body image stuff is the thing that challenges more women and again when i say challenge i don't mean that it's like i can't do this it's never going to change it's never going to work for me it just tends to be the thing that comes up a little bit more frequently as in i don't really feel completely comfortable with myself at the moment or i've had a bit of a i've had a bit of a wobble because someone was talking about things and it really triggered my own insecurities um or you know i went to the gym and i caught myself in the mirror and i was like oh i don't look like how i how i want to look so body image is a very deep issue and it's something that does warrant some time and attention from you if you really 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 want to get to that place of being free from all of this okay so on that note, let's um, let's just jump straight in because I have got five things, five ways that you can actually start improving body image now, okay? I think actually I've probably got more than five, but let's go with five for now. So the first thing that I want to mention is, um, those of you that are saying hello, hello everyone, um, the first thing that I want to mention is this really does take, all of you to just be really open to the stuff that I'm suggesting, because don't forget that you've you've probably been brainwashed for such a long time to believe so many bullshit things about your body. And that's not just from diet culture and the weight loss industry, that's from society by and large. So a lot of these things I want to share with you, don't disregard them and don't think like, oh, well, that's not going to make a big difference. You'll be really surprised Because quite often we're so conditioned to be so responsive and so critical to ourselves that it often does take that conscious, intentional awareness for us to really start making change. Okay, So the first thing that I want to recommend that all of you do that are watching or listening, if you know... That you've got body insecurities, and I don't need to explain to you what that would probably look like for you. It's about critical, negative, judgmental thoughts and you know feelings towards your towards your body. The first thing is to, or rather, I'm going to invite you to start valuing her for what she does. So I always refer to our bodies as a she. Okay, her it's not an it it's not this thing it's it's our home she is a part of us and we are a part of her so for me my my body is my home is my soul like we are the same thing so i always refer to her as being her and one of the things that i always recommend that when i especially when i work with someone one to one is that she gets into a habit of really start valuing and appreciating the things that her body's actually doing for her Because when we're in that space of body insecurity and we want to lose weight and we don't like ourselves and maybe you've got certain body parts that you like prod and you're like, oh, I wish it wasn't there and I wish these bits weren't there and like grabbing yourself, which I did all the time, by the way. It's very easy to just naturally start to go into that state of critical, judgmental dislike. And I'm going to come to one specifically to do with that in a second. So I want to invite you from now to... Every single day, start appreciating her for what she's doing because we kind of, we we forget that our body is not just our physical appearance, okay? It's not just the size of our thighs or the shape of our bottoms or the the size of our tummies or our boobs or whatever it might be for you that you don't like about your body. It's more than that. Like, she's way more than the physical appearance. Like, what's actually going on within you, within her, is mind-blowing, like the amount of, I can't even put this into words, it's like the amount of miraculous power magic that happens on a millisecond by millisecond basis all the time is just mind-blowing. And think about it. You know, it's your heart's beating. You're, you're watching this if you're watching me. You're listening if you're listening on the podcast. You're moving, you can stand, you can sit, you can you you breathe, like you go to sleep and you wake up, like all of this stuff you do without any conscious effort from your side. Like your body's doing it for you. And the one thing that really kind of makes a massive difference for a lot of women when they start to fully give their bodies the credit that she deserves is that no matter how bitch you've been to her, no matter how nasty you've been to her, no matter how critical you have been towards her over the last two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, she's still fucking showing up for you. Okay, she's still there. She still gets up and she still helps you breathe and she still helps you move. And she still does all these incredible things for you, even though you've been so neglectful and so nasty towards her. And if that sounds really harsh, maybe it needs to, because When we can start to appreciate the value that our bodies have for us to actually exist and to live and to breathe and to hold people and to see things and to experience stuff and to laugh and to cry and and to eat and to, you know, to to just do and experience all this stuff. Like we do, Mary, exactly. We take so much for granted towards what our body does. So that is the very first thing that I want to invite each and every one of you to just start doing from now. Okay, whether it be every single morning before you kind of, you know, get on with life or sometimes it can be really powerful every night before you go to bed is to just give your body the acknowledgement that she deserves. And also for us women, you know, for any of you that have like had children and like hormones and all these miraculous things happen. And again, we don't do anything consciously. Our bodies are constantly doing it for us. So she's always balancing herself. She's all she's always micromanaging like every single millionth of a whatever it might be like i can't even put this into words because i just think our bodies are just miraculous and they really are so that's the very first thing okay is to really start appreciating her for what she's doing for you every single millisecond that you are alive okay it's a lot of stuff so that's the first thing right the second thing, and I kind of touched on it there, but I want to speak about this specifically, is I really want to invite you to start becoming mindful around your, your self-talk. So there's a very good chance that if you don't fully accept your body, or maybe you even hate your body, or maybe some of you even loathe your body, which is a really upsetting thought, but I know that that can be true for a lot of women that your inner self talk is is crucial like it's crucial to how you think and and it's crucial to how also your relationship is with your body hey patricia yes i'm here so i really want to invite you all to start becoming super mindful about your self talk because our self talk is our inner dialogue and our inner dialogue is often just the thoughts that are running through our minds all the time and The unfortunate thing about our inner self-talk is that most of us aren't really conscious about what we're doing. So, and this is what I said at the very beginning, like this takes a little bit of practice and a bit of intentional focus for, for a short while, specifically around something like this. Because if you actually are conscious for an entire day, and when I say conscious, I mean like actually paying attention, like actually becoming super intentional about what you're choosing to think, what you're choosing to say to yourself, A lot of you might be really, really shocked or surprised or upset or maybe quite angry as to how critical you are towards yourself every single day. And I've asked clients to do this in the past where I've said to them, look, for the whole of tomorrow, as soon as you get up until you go to bed, I want you to jot down every single negative thought that you have about yourself, particularly towards your body. Okay, no filter, don't hold back, just write them down. And I've had women who have just been in floods of tears next time I've spoken to them. And they've got pages and pages of things like, I hate this, and I hate that, and I'm disgusting, and oh, I, that's, that's horrible, and what's wrong with me, and, and I'm stupid, and I'm lazy, and nobody likes me, and just pages and pages and pages of this stuff. So, and this is our self-talk. Now, from a mindset point of view, because probably a lot of you know, or you've heard me say, I've worked in the realms of mindset for a long time, I I'm, I'm, used to be, I still am. I've got a background in clinical hypnotherapy which is all about how our minds work and how that affects our actions and our behaviours based on our beliefs and the stories that our minds actually start to create for us through our own experience. And self-talk is so important because the self-talk that we have about ourselves, it starts to become our belief system. And once it starts to become our belief system, it then affects our actions and our behaviours. And once it affects our actions and behaviours, it starts to become our identity. So if you are a woman right now who is very negative towards herself, particularly her physical body, let's say, because that tends to be what we do, and you are very critical of your thighs or your tummy or the size of yourself or the shape that you are, or maybe every time you get dressed, you're like, oh, there's like so much of me or I don't like this or why am I so fat or why... All this inner self-talk, that starts to become your belief system and therefore you start to believe that you are ugly, disgusting, not good enough, not worthy, shouldn't be taking up this much space, nobody loves you, um, you're not, did I say not good enough? They, they're like the big ones that a lot of women struggle with. So that then becomes your belief system and as soon as you start to believe that about yourself, that is now your reality. So your reality is, I am disgusting, I am not worthy, I am not good enough, I am not lovable, I I will not be successful, I am not successful, I am not liked, I don't fit in, I'm not accepted. Can you see how these are really powerful statements to believe about yourself? And that starts from our inner inner dialogue, that starts from our self-talk. And a lot of the time, self-talk or negative self-talk it starts very simply and very easily, and all of you will have this. Um, so, for example, so in fact, let me use my example. So, when I used to struggle with body image a while ago, and you've all heard me talking about my food issues and my body image issues and my diet addiction and all that kind of stuff. Now, I used to spend so much time intentionally prodding my wobbly bits. You might do the same. So for me, my obsession was actually my thighs. Like I've, from from like my hips down, I was like, I don't like these, they're too big. I've got like saddlebags, like loads of dimples, a lot of cellulite, I had really fat knees. And those kind of comments, I used to say to myself all the time, and I would reinforce it. Whenever I was sat down, I'd like grab my thighs. Whenever I was getting in the shower or getting dressed, I'd be like prodding them, or like seeing how much I could grab, like at the back and squeezing the cellulite to see all the dimples. And those kind of, those behaviours that I had were coming from the self-talk that was going on in my mind. But what actually started as, I really hate my thighs, or I really hate this cellulite, it ended up becoming more and more and more, whereby eventually it started to become, I hate my body, which then ended up becoming, I hate myself, which then ended up becoming even more. Can you see how this can escalate? So this is the second way that makes without question a massive difference around body image, particularly around improving body image, is about being super mindful about self-talk. So how do you change self-talk? Well the first thing is about recognition. You now start recognizing the thoughts that you have particularly about your body. Do that exercise that I just suggested, grab a pen and paper, have it with you for 12 to 24 hours, maybe not 24, because you will want to sleep at some point, but certainly for say like 12, 15, 18 hours, and during that period, write down all the thoughts that you have around your body. Um, it might shock you, upset you, annoy you. A lot of emotion can come out, but then once you actually recognize that this is what you're doing, and this is perhaps what you're doing without fully being aware of it, it's then about being intentional to start choosing what you think to, about yourself. And, and, and actually, it's even more than that. It's about being really intentional of choosing things which aren't going to pull you down. So, and it could be specific body parts like Mary just said, yours is your belly. So bellies, thighs, boobs, arms, a lot of women do tend to have a specific body part. Okay, so watching self-talk is really, really important. Okay, so that's, that's, that's number two. Now, incidentally, I'm just going to throw something in that's just popped into my head. Certain parts of our body are also quite representative. So this is complete tangent, but it feels relevant. So I'm just going to go with what I'm being guided to share. When we loathe or hate or dislike or don't accept certain parts of our body, a lot of women do say it's like belly. Quite a few of you have just said that now. Now our belly, tummy area, particularly for women actually, but you know, for men as well, but particularly for women, this is our solar plexus. So for any of you that know about the chakras, we have these energy centers throughout our body. And that particular particular energy center is called the solar plexus, which is actually the energy around our tummy, around our belly. Now that particular energy center is representative of self. It's about the fire in the belly. And it's about our self identity. So self-worth, self-esteem, self-acceptance um self-belief self-confidence a lot of self stuff and this is often an area that for women that fight food in their bodies is really really out of balance so a lot of um, distrust so things like self um self-trust they often don't have it self-belief often don't have it self-confidence often don't have it so this self-identity so the the, the energy of self is weak and this is again something which I've noticed so frequently, when we have particular dislikes towards specific parts of our body, it can be really quite important. Particularly when I'm working with someone one to one, we can be very. Um, it can really guide me towards well, actually, what we're we working on. So if someone really loathes their stomach and they hate their stomach or they dislike their stomach, I will often start exploring that particular topic with them. It's like, tell me about yourself, as in like self-belief, self-trust, self-worth, self-identity, because actually when we start to turn the fire up in the belly energetically, so we're actually strengthening the solar plexus, there can often be this massive shift whereby they start to accept their bellies more. Now, again, don't forget, this is not about dieting. That person, it's not about losing weight. Their physical body might not actually change size or shape, but in their mind, there's a massive shift because actually that energy center's been strengthened and now that dislike isn't there anymore, okay? It's fascinating, isn't it, Patricia? I know, it's like, mind blown. Um, So that's just something to be aware of. Um, Thighs, what do they represent? So thighs are, they tend to be more, base chakra for, for me so a base chakra is all about our basic foundational needs are they being met as human beings so it's about shelter it's about uh, money it's about um, food and it's just it's basic it's survival so often women who have got issues with their thighs or they dislike their thighs they tend to be women whose base chakras are again they're really weakened so they can probably just not feel grounded or they can have a lot of fear a lot of anxiety they don't feel fully safe they might like worry about money they might worry about being um like fully taken care of so like their basic human needs aren't met according to them or how they're feeling okay so yeah that's that and that actually was as i said that was my thing and i was an anxiety sufferer i was a worrier i used to get panic attacks like my my base chakra was just completely blown like i wasn't even in my body so um, yeah, makes sense. I know it's fascinating, isn't it? I might, I might need to do one of these um fed woman lives around the chakras because when you can start to read yourself, it just opens up a whole different conversation. Okay, so um, we were talking about self-talk. That's that's number two. Um, that's the the second thing that can make that does make a massive difference around body image. Okay. Okay. So number three. How can we start improving our body image? So number three, body diversity, okay? Body diversity, what does that mean? The majority, I I keep saying the majority of you, it's all of you, okay? We're all having this conversation for exactly the same reason. A lot of the time when we feel so insecure about our personal selves that actually are bodies and we do a lot of comparing to others and we probably say to ourselves things like, I wish my tummy wasn't this big or I wish my thighs weren't this big. It's often because in our minds somewhere we're comparing ourselves to what we think about ourselves compared to that of somebody else. Okay. Because we we don't we don't just suddenly start to dislike ourselves. Okay. We don't just suddenly wake up one day and go, oh my God, my my body's disgusting. Like I wish it wasn't the size and the shape that it is. So like, again, that detachment, we're taught it. Okay, this is learned behavior and it's learned behavior through diet culture, social conditioning, stories, incidents, things that happen to us. Um, society teaches us, teaches girls a lot about what we should look like. So there's a lot of social conditioning that happens and that's often where our body insecurities start to come from. But body diversity is something that, I cannot recommend highly enough to start engaging in. So body diversity is around now being very intentional about detoxing yourself from social media around things that make you feel shit about your body. So all those fitspo people and like, you know, you you watch the women who've got the six pack who have got six children and they're still in the gym at 4am every morning. Who make you feel really inadequate, or the bikini models, or the celebrity dieters who have suddenly dropped four stone in like three weeks following their twenty-minute whatever plan that you can now buy on the DVD for Christmas? All this kind of stuff reinforces our own body insecurities because we automatically go into comparison mode. You know, we go into that place of, well, I don't look like her, or well, that's my body's not that shape, and it's you know that's an extreme. Is it an extreme example? No, it's not because that's very mainstream, very socially acceptable. But it's everything. It's like the actresses that we see on TV. It's the actresses that we see in, like, you know, the big screen in the movies, the people that we see in magazines, the models, the mannequins in shop windows. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lack, there's a lack of body diversity out there. And this is something that when you really want to start strengthening your own body confidence and your own body image, You've got to start seeking out body diversity, which means surrounding yourself with women who have got a body like yours, because the majority of you have got a very normal, natural body, which is not that dissimilar to probably a lot of you that are watching or listening. But what we do in our mind is we go into comparison mode based on the models and the pictures and the actresses and the things that we have been conditioned to believe we should look like. Okay. So, body diversity is very much about being intentional. So, spending time going through Facebook, going through Instagram, and unfollowing people—you know, unfollowing people that make you feel shit about your body in particular—and then replacing it, okay, replacing it with with bodies that look more like yours, or like people that are championing the way for body positivity, you know, or, or people that have like bigger or that. I hate the term plus size because for me we should just all be women and plus size people don't need a separate label but it's better than nothing right now so that's body diversity okay um body diversity i like body diversity as opposed to body confidence and body positivity so body diversity for me is very much what i've just said it's about diverse bodies different bodies different sizes different shapes different abilities um, different colors, like, because we're all different. But unfortunately, we only see selectively a certain type of body. Okay, and I, and I talk a little bit more about this in, um, in my book, which I know some of you have already pre-ordered, so thank you. There's a whole chapter in there about body diversity, which is just explaining why it's so important that we are very aware, first of all, that we are only shown a selective type of body image in terms of mainstream media, and then intentionally for ourselves start seeking out bodies that actually look more like us now i think the average size for the uk woman is like a 14 to 16 yet the average mannequin in a shop window is a size eight like it's crazy it doesn't make any sense but there you go okay so um social media is a catalyst for comparison for sure yes it is lack of body diversity in media yes 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 i follow a lot of women on social media who are more like myself I can see the beauty in their bodies, but not in mine. That's the first step though, narrowed. So don't kind of get disheartened. Okay, that inner dialogue is probably still tripping you up, which it does for a lot of women. So the first thing is to follow different women, start detoxing your social media feed, start becoming very intentional about body diversity. Um, and, you know, as you just said, you can appreciate the beauty in somebody else's body. Maybe you can't fully in yours yet, but it will happen. And it's going to happen so much easier for you if you are being very intentional around you know the kind of images that you're actually allowing yourself to see okay um can't wait for the book yay amazing thank you jenna um that is come by the end of january we're hoping that they'll physically be here that i can send out to you um we believe that you have to be slim to be healthy yes nikki so the whole slim to be healthy kind of bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole show on that soon because the whole health argument, slim, body size, weight, that's, 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 yeah, that's a whole show in itself. So keep it in mind and I'm gonna be coming back to that at some point. Um, I can be accepting of what I see in the mirror sometimes, but photos now totally trigger me. I question how my vision can be so distorted. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense, Patricia. The thing is with photos, and actually this ties in quite beautifully to what we're talking about with social media a lot of the time when i invite people to start challenging their social media feed so unfollowing people being selective with the you know body diversity conversation the other aspect to be really mindful of is that social media nowadays is also very false you know a lot of the pictures that we see not just of other people but actually quite often of ourselves are altered they're edited they have filters I mean I use filters on my stuff every once in a while because I do and it's just and it's something that I've become very aware of actually in the last week or so because it's about all of us starting to be honest with ourselves isn't it so I might actually stop using filters and you're just going to see me for who I am completely with bags and tired eyes of getting up too early with the little ones but my point is is that when we start to become really uncomfortable with photos that we see of ourselves, it can be as simple as the fact that we just don't see ourselves as frequently as we need to. So actually taking more pictures and actually seeing ourselves more. So that the fact that it's actually triggering you is a really good thing because it shows that there's something there to be worked on and to be healed and to be dealt with. So going back to our, was it our, our second thing that I mentioned, um, self-talk comes up for you. So when you see a picture of yourself and you said that it it makes you feel uncomfortable and it triggers you, what self-talk do you you have? What things do you say to yourself? I'm guessing that they're not complimentary and that they're not nice and they're not, you know, loving and friendly and what have you. It's probably more the other. So what if you could start shifting that self-talk, maybe having more photos of you taken without filters and exposing yourself to those kind of images more frequently of yourself whilst working on your self-talk because it's the self-talk really that that it so easily trips us up you know and and self-talk by the way this inner critical nasty mean bitch that we all have and I've said this I think recently we all have one and this isn't about completely getting rid of it because honestly it's never going to go away this is our ego it's our it's our inner mind and it's, it's something that We're always going to have, I have one as much as you do, but it's how do we react to it? How do we respond to it? How do we engage with it? And for for the majority of us that have got very, um, very weak, very low opinions of ourselves, it's so easy to start fully engaging in the voice that we hear. It's like, yeah, that's true. Oh my God, that's so right. Yeah, definitely. That is who I am. That is how I look. I am so horrible. So just start being mindful of it. You know, and like I said, I have an inner critic as much as you do. The only difference for me now is that my inner critic never, 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 never references my body anymore. She used to. That used to be the only thing that she ever spoke about. Whereas now it's other stuff. You know, it's I've not been a good mum today and you know, I've not done this today and I shouldn't have shouted at my children and I'm you know, I'm not good enough to write a book. My God, that was the biggest one of last year this inner critic going, who do you think you are? You're not an author. You're not good enough to write a book. So look, we all have one. So just be aware of it. And how can you start changing those thoughts? Okay. How can you start changing those thoughts? Okay. Yay to mummy's tired eyes, totally. Um, the images don't match to me. Okay. Um, in that situation, Patricia, maybe start addressing that self-talk and see where that takes you first okay um duh, duh, duh. the only time i felt beautiful was on my wedding day how said that oh no becky that is sad that is sad okay right so let's uh let's carry on keep posting questions though guys i will um i'll come to them towards the end so if any of you've got anything to say just keep popping it popping it down below. Right. So we've got up to number three. So just to recap, first one is about valuing her for what she does for you. Second one is about watching yourself talk. Third one is about body diversity, detoxing social media, and um, yeah, about photos of yourself, actually allowing yourself to be, to have photos taken. I have worked with so many women who have told me that they never have pictures of themselves taken, you know, and there's nothing more upsetting when I hear someone say that, you know, it's like these moments are not captured, and they're not captured because of their inner critic going, but you look too fat in a swimming costume. You know, I've had mums who say things like, I've never, I've never been swimming with my kids, or I won't ever be on a photo with them, and it's like, come on, guys, okay, this has got to change. And the only way that it can change is by these conversations, by women together going, do you know what? This isn't okay. You know, I think your body's amazing. I think your body's amazing. I think we're amazing. So let's stop buying into the bullshit that out there keep telling us that we are not good enough. Okay. Girl power. Right. Number four. Number four. What did I write down for number four? I've got so, I've got way more than five. I'm just kind of choosing the bigger ones. um, Number four, actually, let's go with this one. How many of you at the moment have attached your self-worth to the number on the scale or to the size of the clothes that you're wearing? How many of you at the moment have attached your self-worth to the number on the scales or to the clothes that you are wearing, as in the size of them? I'm guessing a lot of you are sat there going, "Uh uh-huh, yep, yep, that's me. Okay, so here's the thing. Over of you and are now saying yes, got little thumbs and little likes. So here's the thing that we have got to start changing this dialogue. The diet industry, diet culture has taught us that we are not worthy enough, good enough, deserving enough, lovable enough, successful enough, or healthy enough, unless we slim down and we bought into this. Okay, I bought into this for 14 years. If the number on the scale was less than what I thought, I'd be like, whoa, I'm such an awesome person. If the number on the scale was more than I wanted, I would be like, that's it. I'm done, I'm done for today. And I'd probably spend that day binging as well, which is so ironic, but we do. So working on our self-worth is a big part of body image because all of you have attached your self-worth to the size and shape of your body. Now, this is a big subject. Big in the sense of it. it it's deep and it's, and it's juicy and there's layers to it and there's a lot of unraveling that needs to happen around this because all of you have got such an attachment as to how worthy you are as an individual based on whether you're being good, whether you're being bad, whether you've lost weight, whether you put weight on and we've got to start changing that dialogue. Now, one of the ways that you can start changing the dialogue is to do the things that we're talking about here walk away from diet culture, start taking your power back in that capacity. But then it's also about actually finding new hobbies or challenges or talents that actually make you go, oh, I am actually a pretty cool person. One of the things that I do challenge a lot of my ladies to do is to really challenge their comfort zone. Because there's probably a lot of you at the moment who there are things that you want to do it's like you've got this soul hunger for maybe adventure or spontaneity or you want to go dancing or you want to learn a new skill or you want to try something new or you want to experience something but you're waiting and you're waiting on your weight you're waiting for your weight to come down before you then believe that you will be confident enough to do it or you'll be ready to try it or you'll have the motivation or the inspiration to go and do it so one of the things that I'm always saying is stop freaking waiting and just go and do it now because when we start to cultivate new hobbies, new interests, new challenges, and we do something that maybe we don't believe we can do until we've done it, it starts to boost our self worth. Because self worth and self esteem and self confidence remember the solar plexus or our tummy area all these things are very much interconnected. And I often inter, in, interchange what's the word? I often swap the words. So self-worth and self-trust and self-confidence, for me, they're actually very similar. And when a woman is really wanting to improve her self-worth, it is also about improving her self-trust and improving her self-confidence and actually going, do you know what? I can do this. Do you know what? I am a really... So all of this stuff is really, really, really important. So any of you whose self-worth right now is very much attached to weight loss and numbers and goals and sizes and labels and clothes, I really want to invite you to just see what you're capable of. Okay, new hobbies, new challenges, new interests, um, new things that ignite your, that like light you up, that, that bring that spark back, that get you excited for life. If you can just channel a bit of your energy into that, even just for a little while, you will be amazed at how much better you feel about yourself. Like it kind of gives you a confidence boost and it lifts you up. It's like your shoulders get pinned back. And and that's not about going on a diet, okay? This is about approaching it from a very holistic point of view, okay? So that's that's my tip number four, is to really start improving your self-worth and self-belief and um, self-confidence by challenging yourself, okay? Comfort zones, Pushing your comfort zones in a way that maybe you've never done before. Any of my one-to-one clients will test will attest that I often I often push them. Um Stella saying, so true, I want to reignite my passion for dancing. Okay, but the Zumba Studio is full-length mirrors around, and I hate seeing my body in the mirror whilst I'm doing it. So in that case, my suggestion is what's more important? It's like, if you know that by dancing, it ignites your, what did you say? Reignite my passion. I'm guessing that it feeds your soul. I'm guessing that it makes you feel alive. I'm guessing that it makes you feel so like bloody powerful to move your body. I'm I'm assuming that you feel really good about yourself afterwards. I'm assuming that your self-talk whilst you're doing it and you're sweating and you've got like the music going through your body that you're like, oh my God, I feel alive. Is that not greater than perhaps the the feelings that you have for the fact that there's mirrors there. I'm guessing that it will be. And and I know that often to do with like mirrors and gyms, like this always comes up as well in conversation. But and this might sound really harsh, and I'm not aiming it specifically at you, Jen, and this is anyone in particular. When we're so concerned about our body, and we often have that thing about, oh, I can't go swimming, what will people think? Or Oh my God, I can't possibly wear lycra and go to a gym, or I can't go dancing because there's full length mirrors. And quite often that fear that we have and that insecurity and that worry and that overwhelm its because we're projecting it and it's very much about what will people think of me. So the one thing that I want to say, and, and, I, and I do believe this to be true, is that each and every one of us, strangers as well, we've all got our own shit to deal with that most of us aren't even paying attention to anybody else. So when you're in a studio and you're dancing or you're going swimming or you've got your gym gear on, those people who you think are looking at you going, Oh my god, she's got gym gym kit on, they're probably people who are thinking the same about you. Okay, like there are so many people that feel inadequate and don't feel good enough and you know their self esteem isn't what they want and as I said, we've all got our own shit to deal with. So rather than project and make assumptions, use that Towards you, towards you, like use it as a benefit. This is that self-talk. Choose your thoughts wisely, because they are really, really significant in terms of how you're making progress and how you're actually moving forward with this. Okay. Okay. So um, that was number four. Number five. Was there a number five? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Number five. I'm going to suggest that for number five, because I've written down quite a few, to be honest, just be really mindful. Um, and I, I, probably a lot of you here in our community probably don't do this anyway. However, it is just still being aware of it. Deflect conversation around appearance. Okay, let me paint the scenario. I used to partake in conversations a long time ago when I was struggling with body image and food and dieting and all that stuff. I used to be one of those women who would sit around with my colleagues at work with the girls and we would bitch about other people's bodies. And we would say things like, oh my God, have you seen such and such a person? She put so much weight on. Or likewise, we'd be saying, have you seen, she's lost so much weight. How the hell has she done that? Yeah, so we'd be constantly in this conversation of, gossiping and bitching and being nasty and horrible now I now appreciate why okay and I appreciate that because I was in that place of being very critical of myself and very judgmental of myself and my body so I naturally projected it onto others and therefore because I passed judgment on myself I thought that it was okay to do the same with everybody else it's not okay to do with anybody else it's never okay to pass judgment around anybody else ever Obviously, I don't do that now, but I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. So, number five is about deflecting conversation around appearance. If you find yourself at any time in some kind of conversation where appearance is being discussed, either in that capacity, such as look at her or even look at him, he's lost weight, she's lost weight, oh, she looks so much better, oh, she looks terrible, those trousers don't fit her, really be intentional about deflecting conversation, either say something and speak up or make an excuse and walk away. Because whenever we're in that situation of hearing other people, judging, criticizing, being a bitch, being nasty, being, I said critical, didn't I? But basically not being very nice about other people's bodies, it just reinforces our own body image insecurities because we then start to think, oh my God, if they think she looks awful in them jeans, what the hell do they think about me, okay? so. And I am fully, fully, fully aware that this is not always super easy or super comfortable because let's face it, conversations around appearance and around bodies, it's so socially acceptable that very few of us ever say anything. I do all the time, but that's taken a lot of practice for me to speak up. So just be really mindful of it, okay? don't engage in it. Don't be a part of it. Change the conversation if you can, like deflect it by switching topics. And if that doesn't seem to be working, just make an excuse and walk off because this is about you staying on your path. It's about you staying in your lane. It's about you doing what's right for you. And sometimes, particularly if you're new to this kind of work, it is about putting your blinkers on and putting your fingers in your ears until you get to a place of actually feeling confident with what you now choose to believe. Okay. Um, And as I said, mainstream conversation is around weight loss and dieting and TV. Someone's just mentioned then about TV stuff and, um, you know, there's adverts and there's marketing campaigns that we're surrounded by this all the time, but you get to choose. Okay. You get to choose what you want to have in your world because you can choose it. Okay. No one is forcing this stuff onto you. So if you hear conversations that trigger you, that make you feel uncomfortable, that make you feel judgmental about yourself, that make you feel shit about your body, do something about it. Because it's not just about self-awareness, it's about self-responsibility. I talk a lot about self-responsibility. Okay, it's all very well and good noticing this and recognizing this and paying attention and going, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. But if you then don't take responsibility to change it or to get the support you need or to get the help that you need or to get the community that you need, then what's the point? Okay, Self-responsibility is all about stepping up and showing up and really stepping into that place of taking your power back properly so that's that that's the fifth one okay so deflecting conversations about appearance um there were some others actually but i'm not going to go into too many more because otherwise i'll be i will literally be here all night because you know this is a work in progress But those five are the ones which honestly right now are going to make a massive difference if you just start doing them, practicing them, becoming aware of them, being intentional about them. And with all of this stuff, it's about just keep doing it. And whenever you find yourself feeling disheartened or upset or frustrated, or especially around this time of year, and I've heard a lot of you talking about this in our community, feeling tempted by diets again, or feeling tempted by the, you know, the not so subtle marketing campaigns that are happening out there in the world at the moment, it's January, then just come back to this, okay, come back to this and and just be very intentional about what do you want for yourself, you know that dieting is not the solution, because if it were, then none of you would be here, okay, we know, we know, statistically, we as in, we people that work in this field um but we as a community we know that if diets worked then then there would be no issue but we have more people than ever who are food obsessed body insecure who have got eating disorders we we know that diet age is coming down we know that children as young as 6 years old are already in that frame of i don't look like that person and i don't like myself we know from um, eating disorder statistics that like children around the ages of six or seven are being diagnosed with things like anorexia, which didn't happen 10, 15 years ago. Like this is just, it's an, it's freaking not acceptable. So these are things which honestly, guys, if you can really start to just yeah, do whatever the hell you need to just start shifting, shifting your perception, unraveling this stuff, recognizing the bullshit that you have been buying into and using us, okay, using us as a community, I am here all the time, if you're watching here on Soulful Woman, the movement on Facebook, you only need to ask a question, and I will be writing, giving you some kind of feedback, input, suggestion, help, or advice, okay, Um, if you're listening on the podcast on The Hungry Soul, get yourself over here to Facebook, because this is pretty much where I live most of the time, okay. So on that note, I am just going to quickly whiz through and see if there are any more questions on here. Um, all five are definitely important. I'm going to do my best to take them on board. Brilliant. Good stuff. Um, my friend came around today and she would talk about Slimming World and how she's going on holiday and how all she can do is worry about what's going when she, oh, what she's going to eat when she's away. I actually said to her that it was very sad. She was a little surprised, but I felt great for challenging that way of thinking and obsessing. Yes. The other thing as well, actually, to mention with this around the challenge in the conversation is that as women, I've got this massive passion of helping women realize that we are not competitors, okay? We're not competition. A lot of us have got, um, we've got kind of wounds. We've got, you know, probably we've had our, what's the word I'm looking for? we might have had our trust broken with women in the past or we might have been like bullied in the past or maybe we don't feel fully trusting of women that's that's really normal it's it's called the sister wound like most of us have had that experience i know that i have but i'm really passionate about helping women realize that we are not competitors okay we're not com- we're not competition to each other like we are together as a collective like energetically as women together we are so fucking powerful so if we can start to help other women realize that they don't need to talk about dieting, they don't need to bitch about themselves, they don't need to be nasty about their bodies. But in order for us to do that, we need to be doing it for ourselves. And the point I was going to make after just reading what you wrote there, Mary, is that we don't often realize that when we do partake in these conversations around body insecurity and around um, people putting on weight or trying to lose weight or we don't like ourselves, what we're really doing is we're keeping this momentum going. Because we're allowing other women to bash themselves and to be critical about their bodies in a space whereby us other women go, yeah, yeah, no, that we, I totally get it. And I used to be the same, you know. I'd have friends who would be saying some awful things about their body, like I'm so fat and I don't like myself and I just want to lose weight. And I'd be there going, yeah, you can do it, you know, totally. Like, you know, just try a bit harder when you've got this. So I thought I was supporting them, but actually now now realise that I was maintaining her dislike and I was maintaining that energy of we as women are not enough. So it takes one person to speak up like Mary, I'm gonna give you a round of applause. Your friend probably was really shocked, but maybe maybe next time if you ever said anything, she might be like, why do you keep saying this? You know, send her over here. Let's start getting this conversation going instead. Okay. Okay. So Jeanette says holding each other up. Absolutely. It's about rising together. Okay. Super passionate about that. And actually I feel that that's the energy and the essence of a lot of my work that I'm doing that from now, like I feel even more called to step into that role of come on ladies, let's, let's all get together on this. Okay. This it's not comparison. It's about helping to to support and to hold each other and to really come together in, in that like sisterhood, in that collective, in that community. Absolutely. Um, my friend is dieting and told her it doesn't work, told her about this group. She wasn't very positive, was negative about it. And that's okay, Becky. Okay, people are ready when they're ready. And you guys are change makers. You might not feel like it. You might not identify perhaps with that. But honestly, you are because you're going against the grain like you are the, um, you're the mavericks, like you're the people who are going against what's socially acceptable. So a lot of people aren't always open-minded to this because they've never questioned it. They've never challenged what they've always believed to be true. And, you know, if someone had said to me at the peak of my diet obsession and, and food issues, that what I was doing was, you know, not going to work and it's not a good idea and maybe go and try something else, there probably would have been a window where I would have gone, here, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to try a bit harder but you know and that's okay so all you can do is keep working on yourself and um, i actually said this on on a coaching call with one of my clients last week that when we start to work on ourselves like us personally as individuals we can never fully appreciate the ripple effect that we have into like the world and that's okay so the more that we just work on ourselves, we end up having a ripple effect just unintentionally. And this is why this, this essence of all rising together, it really is true. Because if one woman here watching or listening gets to that place of walking away from dieting, she knows that she can be happy in her body and in her life without ever needing to lose weight, without ever dieting again, without ever believing the bullshit stories that she's always bought into. And she actually starts to feel that power kind of rising in herself, she naturally will have an impact on everybody that she comes in contact with. So the friends that that are currently dieting or people that she works with, or if she's a mom like her children or her, you know, grandchildren, like it's, this is immense. So when I set a challenge a couple of weeks ago, I think some of you might have seen, I am genuinely on a mission to free 1 million women from food obsession and from um, body hatred and from dieting now 1 million women might sound a lot which arguably it is but I know the power of this work and I know that for every one of you that's here the work that you're doing on yourself is going to have a ripple effect on an infinite number of others because that person then ripples onto somebody else okay this is yeah the ripple effect there's so much power in community okay Right then, so before I take any questions, I just want to remind all of you that in one week's time, so starting tomorrow on January the 21st, we are starting the first live round of the Food Freedom Masterclass of 2019. Now, for those of you that don't know about the Food Freedom Masterclass, if this conversation today has made you feel maybe excited or intrigued or curious or actually can feel that power of like the collective sisterhood, like backing you, you know, your virtual cheerleaders, then you need to come and get yourself over because we are starting in a week. And this is a 10 week group programme. Now over those 10 weeks, I am gonna be leading you through a journey. And this is a journey of exploration. There's a lot of stuff for you to be working on, exploring, delving into. We do group calls like this where there's also gonna be like coaching. I'm gonna be helping as many of you as I can we are going to be doing accountability threads in a private Facebook group. We're doing group hypnotherapy sessions. There's a load of bonuses that are getting thrown in as well around um, emotional eating and and food stuff specifically. And it's also going to be helping you with body image. So one of our modules, in fact, two of our modules is all around body image, body confidence, body diversity. So a lot of the stuff we touched on today, but in a in a lot more depth with like practical tools and support and accountability. So if you want to be a part of a growing international group of women, excites me when I see what countries we've got in there, then all you need to do is head over to foodfreedommasterclass.com. You can grab your place now. It starts on the 21st of January. Um, And there are going to be three live rounds of it this year. And the best thing about the masterclass is once you're in, you're in forever. Now, I've already said at the very beginning of today, this isn't a quick fix, okay? It's not going to take you decades, but it is going to take you a little bit longer than just a couple of weeks. So this is why I decided that anyone that actually invests in themselves into the masterclass, they get lifetime access, which gives you that that extra support so whenever we do a live round you don't need to re-register you don't need to rejoin you don't need to re-sign up you're automatically in it if you want to be a part of it so there's going to be three live rounds happening this year so if you come and join us from the 21st of January not only do you go through that first 10 weeks with me and the rest of the group but next time we do it in I think it's May and then in September you can also rejoin in those two rounds as well because a lot of this work is about keep dipping into it you know keep revisiting it keep exploring it the stuff that you're ready to deal with now you'll be able to maybe in three months time there'll be something else that comes up for you so, you know, this it is a work in progress and it is about unraveling the layers, as I mentioned. Um, and that's that's really what the framework is of that Food Freedom Masterclass. OK, so it's foodfreedommasterclass.com. We start on the 21st of January. The closing date for enrollment is going to be on the 20th. So depending on when you're watching this or listening to this over on the podcast, then get your skates on you've not got long but yeah I would love to see as many of you as possible in there because it's going to be epic so there you go gorgeous another episode brought to you by the hungry soul now if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you. Don't panic. we have got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.